Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Save Your Sanity Podcast. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. Are you living with the chaos, confusion, and uncertainty that a toxic person loves to create? Is a partner, parent, ex, sibling, child, or coworker causing you to second-guess yourself? That can be crazy-making. I'm here to help you save your sanity. So let's get down to it and figure some things out now. Stay tuned. Hello, and welcome to Save Your Sanity. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. I'm so delighted that you're here. If you're returning, I'm glad you found value. And if you're new, I'm delighted you found us. So please feel free to go back and listen to other episodes. And if you're creating and finding value from this, consider becoming a patron. It's an important thing for you to be able to do. You can just go to patreon.com slash save your sanity and you can pledge a dollar a month, five dollars a month, ten dollars a month, a hundred and fifty dollars a month, whatever you'd like to do to make sure that you keep getting value from this website and keep it going so that you'll always have it. And you know that you can find me at Save Your Sanity Podcast. So today we're going to be talking about this very, very important piece and why it's important and sadly important that you need to stop hoping that you'll ever be able to create emotional intimacy with a narcissist, a hijackal, a person with antisocial tendencies. It's something that they cannot give you, they will not give you. To give you that would mean that there was some sense of equality and you know that they are very, very heart set on never, ever giving you a sense of equality. And yes, they're really good for a moment or two at giving you that false sense And that's the moment that they want you to kind of fall back in love with them and maybe disclose something, maybe give them something, maybe admit to something, and then you know what happens. That goes absolutely nowhere good. And that's because hijackals are never intimate. They can't be intimate because intimacy means that they're going to create closeness. They're actually going to let you in. They are going to see you as an equal, reciprocal, and mutual partner. Now, you know, in other episodes, particularly in the three must-haves one, that's what I was talking about, how a healthy relationship must have equality, reciprocity, and mutuality. Sadly, that will never happen with a hijackal. They will not give that to you. They don't have it to give. They can't give it to you. And if they did have it, they wouldn't give it to you because it would mean that there was some power differential and and some equality that erases the differences between the senses of power, that you were actually doing life together. And they're not interested in in that idea of doing life together as partners, equal, reciprocal, and mutual. Their previous fears, the things that have happened to them, and don't go putting on that compassion hat, the things that have happened to them are just facts. 
that has created the way that they survive in life. And the way that they survive in life is to always have to feel superior and having power, control, or domination over someone else. And they like to manipulate. So just in the saying of that, you can see that their ability, their willingness to create intimacy is is just about impossible to get because intimacy means having closeness. And closeness is not the same thing as proximity. Proximate means you're standing next to someone. Closeness in intimacy means that you're emotionally close to someone, not just physically close to someone. So there is that big difference. And it becomes imperative for us to realize what intimacy is because if it's something that we want something that we're looking for, something that maybe we're even longing for, then we have to recognize it's not available from the hijackal, from the person with narcissistic or sociopathic or psychopathic or borderline tendencies. It's not available on a regular basis. And for the first three categories I just mentioned, it is only available as a manipulation strategy. It is not available from a wonderful, loving place that wants to develop a relationship with you. And this is very important to know. I know it's sad. I know it's not what you want to hear. I know you want to hope. And the reason that you want to hope is that you want to hope that that person you fell in love with initially is the real person. And I'm sorry It's not true. The real person is the person you're experiencing on a daily basis now. And the sooner that you can tell yourself, I was sold that hope in an effort to get me. You know, in my book, Escaping the Hijackal Trap, there's a whole chapter called The Gotcha Factor. And the gotcha factor is that pretending who they are in order to get you hooked And then you spend the rest of the relationship longing for and hoping that that person that you think you fell in love with exists, but they don't. That's their love bombing persona. That's the person that they know you would fall in love with. They can read you. They know what you want. They know what you want to hear. They know what you want to do. They know what you want to be given. They give that to you and preferably as quickly as possible to get you to fall in love with them and to then come under their control. I know, it's sad. It sounds awful. You don't want to believe it. But the fact is there's no intimacy to be had there. And one of the things that it becomes important for you to do is to create self-intimacy rather than continue with any sense of people-pleasing that you might have. That means you need to get close to yourself. I need to really see for myself, okay, I fell in love with a person who doesn't exist. And this person I'm with keeps showing me every day that they are not that person. And there's some part of me that wants to believe that that person will reemerge. And you know the only time they reemerge is when they want something or they're afraid you're going to leave them. And then they only emerge for a hot second and then back to the real person. 
So you need to be close to yourself. You need to have that emotional intimacy with yourself to be honest with yourself, to be able to say, yeah, fooled me. I recognize this. It's not in my best interest to keep hoping that I'm going to have that person come back that I fell in love with. I really need to understand that I have my hopes misplaced. I know, it's sad, but your hopes are misplaced. That person that put on the display to make you fall in love, they're not really there. That's an act. And so you want to stop trying to please the hijackal and start being emotionally intimate with yourself. And this becomes extremely important because, as I said earlier, hijackals are never intimate. They're not. They cannot create emotional closeness. They can create physical intimacy, sex. They can be close to you. They can be affectionate when they want to be. There's physical intimacy. But it's emotional intimacy that you will never have with them because their desire to have um, emotional intimacy is non-existent. What they want to do is to take your desire for intimacy and use it as an opportunity to weaponize your vulnerability. Now, what I mean by that is what they want to do is they want to get you into that place that goes, oh, there's the person I fell in love with. How wonderful. I've been waiting for that. And then you will try to get closer because that's what you want. And at that moment, you will disclose things. You will apologize for things. You will accept things. You will forgive things because you're so hopeful that that's the real person. And what they're doing is they're remembering all these things. And then they're going to use them against you. That's what I mean by weaponize your vulnerability. You were vulnerable. You were raw. You were open. You were trying to draw closer. And they are just keeping a little list of things to get you with later. So they're going to weaponize your vulnerability. Because the truth of the matter is that they don't, they don't want to know you. They want to control you. And the only reason that they want to know you and could be disguised as wanting to really know who you are is so that they will have the ability to control you. They will know what makes you fearful. They will know what you want so they can withhold it and have power over you. It's sad stuff. It really is. But they don't want to know you. They're not curious about your day. They're not curious about your feelings. They're not curious about how they affect you, are they? No, they're not. They're curious about how can they get what they want? How can they have a sense of control? How can they manipulate? How can they dismiss or discard or demean or devalue that makes them feel powerful. But the only reason that they're interested in you is to get the goods on you so that that you will allow them to have weapons to use on you later. Haven't you ever had that experience where 
the hijackal seems to remember who you are and remember that they love you, and you're so excited, and then you tell them something. You know, maybe it's something simple. Maybe it's like, well, you know, I'm I'm really, really uncomfortable uh, in the dark. I'm just really uncomfortable. And they'll say, oh, I didn't know that about you. That's sad. You know, come here. Let me protect you. And then what will they do? They want to have some control over you. Maybe they'll use it in a social setting where they will say to somebody to make fun of you. Well, you know, he or she is afraid of the dark. I mean, what kind of a person is that? And you'll feel blindsided. You'll feel let down. You'll feel like somebody just disclosed on you something that you thought was your little secret between you. Or even worse, if they know you're afraid of the dark and they want control over you, they'll go and turn off the master switch in your light, in your home and leave you in the dark. They will do that. I have been working with people in this regard for over 20 years, and I know that they will do these things to you. Because I've seen them done. I've, <laughs> I've heard them done. And yes, one of the reasons I'm so interested in all this is because I was raised by two hijackals, and of course I married and divorced one. So I know. So let's go back to some of these ideas. Hijackals are proximate, not intimate. Now, I said that before. They're very interested in having control over you, so being close. And you know that thing that they do that in the beginning was so endearing? You know, you you just leave them and they text you and say, how are you doing? You know, I miss you already. And that degenerated into blowing up your phone, wanting to know where you are all the time. You're five minutes late and they, they make up things about you, that you're having an affair and that you don't care about them and you're a bad parent. They go to extremes because I've talked about that so frequently and that all or nothing thinking that is a hallmark of a hijackal. They go to those extremes, right? And all this is, is veiled surveillance, if you like. Yes, they'll put cameras in your home or a GPS on your phone, especially if you don't know they did it. They'll do it. And you have to watch for that. You know, make sure that you take your car in and make sure it doesn't have some GPS thing on it that you didn't place there. Or your telephone, that they just snuck a GPS on there and they're tracking you. Because they like surveillance. It makes them proximate. They know where you are all the time. So that kind of proximate is not anywhere near or going to become at any time an intimate relationship. So these are very important things because proximate, you know, is closeness in the physical sense, in the same room, in the same house, in the same car. But intimate is private and personal and in your feelings. And the only reason they'll ever want to get in there is so they can manipulate your feelings. So this is a big deal. So what is an intimate relationship? How do you know if you're in an intimate relationship? Well, this is where people feel free to express their deep thoughts and feelings and where they're safe to do it. You can express your deep thoughts and feelings and you're safe to do it 
not just safe in the moment, but always safe, that what goes between the two of you will not be disclosed elsewhere. It will be used to deepen that special bond. That's what happens in a healthy relationship. But in a relationship with a hijackal, that's not what happens, is it? They use it against you. So an intimate relationship where you feel free, truly free, you don't have any concerns, you don't have any fears, to say what you think, feel, need, and want, or what you prefer, or what you're afraid of, or anything that you can share with that one important close partner. And then that safety that it will never be shared, that it will always be between you, that's truly an intimate relationship. And so it becomes important for us to understand this. And I want to give you two very important definitions of intimacy. And this one is from psychological research. And it says intimacy is a process of interaction in which social partners, as a result of sharing personal and private thoughts and feelings, come to feel close, understood, appreciated, and cared for by each other. By each other. There's that mutuality that I talk about in the three must-haves, right? So it's a process in which you deepen your relationship by coming to know each other better, by disclosing things, by feeling safe, and then you feel cared for by each other. That's one definition. And another important one is from the American Psychological Association, and it says it is an intimacy is an interpersonal state of extreme closeness, such that each party's personal space can be entered by the other party without causing discomfort to the other without causing discomfort ever, ever, ever. Do you see how important it is to understand that you have to stop hoping for this intimacy if you're with a hijackal? Because it's not available. It is not going to happen. And this becomes so important for you to understand. And it's sad that it's not going to happen because you were so hopeful it would. But you can see how it happens, that you fall in love and you don't want to be wrong about that person. You don't want to actually say, the person I'm with now is not that person and I chose them. You don't want to be wrong about that. I understand that. But I would much prefer that you be safe in this moment than have to say, I chose the wrong person. I was deceived, and now I realize that they're not that person. That's not a problem. That's wisdom. To be able to say, the person that I chose is not the person I thought they were, and for these reasons, I need to reconsider being in relationship with them. Do you see how important that is? Because intimacy requires emotional safety. 
you have to be able to tell the truth and you have to be able to keep agreements and you have to be authentic and open and be able to problem solve together for the benefit of the relationship as well as for the benefit of each partner. Remember, there are three people in a relationship, three entities, maybe not people, but there are two me's and a we. And we have to be as interested in each we, each me and the we. And sometimes we have to make decisions that are in the best interest of the we. And sometimes we have to make decisions that are in the best interest of one person or the other. And sometimes that means you have to make decisions that are in your own best interest, regardless of what the other person wants. And when you're with a hijackal, of course, it's all their own enlightened self-interest. And you have to kind of wake up and smell the herbal tea there because they want you to continue thinking that they deserve everything that they can get from you. And that's really not the case. So remember what I said. Intimacy requires emotional safety. And you're never going to be emotionally safe with a hijackal, are you? It's just not going to happen. Because they are 100% determined and focused on getting the best of you for themselves and doing exactly what they want, regardless of how it hurts you. And regardless of how it benefits you, too, because they're only interested in what benefits them. So you need to be working on your self-intimacy and your self-approval because that is just so important. And you know, on this topic of intimacy, there are four kinds of intimacy. And yes, you're going to get sexual intimacy from, from a hijackal. Yes, But you may not get physical intimacy, which is affection. That's what most of us are longing for because it allows us to be seen. It allows us to feel like someone actually acknowledges us, actually knows that we are present, right? Affection is that running their fingers across the back of your shoulders as they pass you to say, I see you. I want to connect with you. As opposed to running the fingers across the back of you to say, I'm watching you. I'm here. That's not what you want. That's not emotional safety. Not at all. Okay, so we have physical intimacy, which sometimes leads to sexual intimacy, which is, you know, two different animals really under the same name. Because physical intimacy is really affection. And sexual intimacy is just that. And may be a wonderful expression of physical intimacy. Or it may be a power move. And you know that. You know that sex can be withheld or sex can be demanded by a hijackal. And that does not come into intimacy. Intimacy is the desire to be close from both people having the desire to be close. So emotional intimacy is being able to share ourselves equally and safely. And intellectual intimacy is being able to exchange thoughts and ideas and enjoying that interchange, that level of uh, closeness. And then we have spiritual intimacy so we can share our inspiring moments and things that uplift us and all 
And then we have that physical, sexual intimacy. And on all of these levels, you have to ask yourself that question. Like, am I safe? Am I safe in my relationship to have these things? And if you're with a hijacker, the answer is usually no. And I know you want to hang on to that moment when it seemed like it was available to you. You really want to hang on to that. You want to say, oh, but I remember, or there have been times, but we're looking at the majority of the time. And if the majority of the time you are trying to say, well, I remember that he or she brought me flowers two years ago and told me they loved me. You know, I remember a client who came in once and she had a big mark across her face. And I said, what happened? And she said, he hit me with a hairbrush. And then she said really quickly, she said, but I know he loves me because three weeks ago he brought me flowers and told me he loved me. And I said, did he bring you flowers after he hit you the last time? She said, yes. I said, so are you trying to convince yourself that this mark on your face is a love tap? Because it isn't. This is him showing you how little he cares and how much power over you he wants. And yes, it may happen that the flowers arrive in a day or two, but you need to remember this mark on your face because this mark on your face shows you how unsafe you are with this person. And that's important for you to understand. You are unsafe. So let's talk about some things here. I want to give you some signs of healthy emotional intimacy so that you can see what is an, an emotionally safe relationship looks like, sounds like, feels like, because that's what you want to be in, okay? So you want to be in a relationship that you can trust the other person has your best interest at heart and, and treats you as if they do that they truly care that you have the life you want, that you feel good about yourself, that you are going in the direction that you want to go, and you are there for them in that same way. Another hallmark of a healthy, safe, emotionally safe relationship is that there is accountability and reliability. When one of the other person makes a mistake or says something that they know is hurtful or does something that was irresponsible, they own up to it and they apologize for it and they're accountable for it. They take responsibility for it. That's healthy. But that's not what you're going to find in a relationship with a hijackal, is it? It really isn't what's going to happen. And you know, if you're listening to this and, and you're saying, but what do I do now? Well, you know that I'm always here for you. And all you have to do is go to beaclient.com and we can talk. But you have to be able to trust the other person and you have to be, live where both of you are accountable and reliable. And what's another hallmark? There's no name calling. There's no use of demeaning language. There's no trying to hurt you with words or physicality or withholding or, or running out and not coming back or giving you the silent treatment. No, there is, there is conversation and communication, not with the design to have power over you, but to engage you in an equal relationship. Are you getting that? Probably not if you're with a hijackal. 
And in a healthy relationship, each partner will take responsibility for their own feelings. They won't blame the other person. You know, when I wrote Kaizen for Couples, I I talk about this frequently, chapter 6 and 7. The most important thing that you can learn, chapter 6 and 7, how to use the communication strategy that I developed in order to have a healthy relationship. Kaizen for Couples, you can get it on Amazon, K-A-I-Z-E-N for Couples. Just look up my name on Amazon, you'll find all my books. Okay, so... Taking responsibility for the, for your own feelings and not blaming other people for them. That's healthy. That's what would happen in an emotionally safe relationship. And on top of that, there would be no verbal threats. There would not be this attempt to have power over. It would not be happening in an emotionally safe relationship. But it might be happening in your relationship with a hijackle, Right? could be happening. And this focus on the we that I mentioned, that's what happens in a healthy relationship. Yes, there's compromise. Sometimes something's really important to you and it doesn't hurt me and I'm happy to give all the energy to you. Sometimes the opposite is true. Sometimes we have to make a decision what's best for the we. But the focus is on the we. How do we make this relationship the best possible? That's emotionally safe. And then you're each other's best cheerleader. You want what the other one wants for themselves and you cheer them on and you're intrigued and you talk with them about it and you learn what it is that is so important to them and and why they want what they want and you help them create a path to it and you share in that. You share in that because it made you more emotionally intimate. But that's not going to happen with a hijackal because they don't want you to have more than they perceive that they have. So they don't want you to have anything. They want everything. And yes, everything may not be accurate, but they want more for themselves than they ever want for you. Another thing in a healthy relationship that's emotionally intimate is You won't hold each other hostage and make demands about how the relationship has to be and must be and and all of that. You will have the tools and ability and willingness to talk to each other and work things out, to take the time. You know, I remember a couple who came to see me probably 20 years ago, and they had four kids, and they shared a business together. They were very successful, and they came and they said, oh, we want to have... um, a closer relationship. We feel like we're kind of missing each other. And there was no hijackle involved in this. So this is an example of what can happen in a non-hijackle relationship. So I said to them at, at one point, I think I'd seen them four or five times, okay, the homework for this week is that you, they wanted to do it in the hot tub. You get in the hot tub and you have a 45-minute conversation together that does not involve the business or the kids that talks about your feelings and your desires and your wants and what you'd like to create and why. And you make those things really super important and you talk about them and you're interested in your partner and you help them develop their whys and understanding. And they said, oh, that's a really good idea. So they came back the next session and they said, how did that go? 45 minutes. Oh, we didn't have time for that. And you know what I did? I said, okay, 
you're not ready to work on your relationship. Apparently, 45 minutes out of an entire week to spend just with each other is not the way you wanted to invest your time. So we're going to have to do some individual work to find out why that wasn't important to you. Why it was okay with each of you to just let that go by. That's a very important thing to understand. Because you'll hold each other hostage with your demands about how the relationship should be. And we never are going to feel good when we're held hostage. And you know how a hijacker holds you hostage. How they want to and how they do and how they exert power over you. Another thing in an emotionally safe relationship is you can negotiate your needs. You can talk freely about it. Nobody's going to put you down. Nobody's going to laugh at you. They're going to be interested and curious, and you're going to be safe to talk about it. And then you're going to be able to negotiate. You know, I'd like more of this. Well, I don't know if I have it to give. What could it look like? Well, let's try that. And they're interested in building the relationship. The build the relationship is not a sideline. It's the main thing. It is the support function for your lives. That's healthy. That's healthy. And the last thing that happens in a relationship, although many, many more things, but it just that I want to add today, is that you don't withhold things from each other. You don't withhold resentments and use them as ammunition or weapons. You talk things through. You're really close to one another, and you talk things through. Now, these are all things that are very important to creating emotional safety. But stop hoping for emotional intimacy from a person who is not able or willing or interested in providing it to you. They may not have the capacity, again, keep the compassion hat off, They may not have the capacity, and you didn't create that lack of compassion, that lack of capacity, rather, and you cannot fix it. But what you can do is notice that you deserve to be in an equal, mutual, reciprocal relationship that has the three must-haves. And if it is unavailable in this relationship, maybe work towards seeing if it can help. I often work with a couple to see if it's possible, to see if everybody's just too scared and and get some level of interaction where there can be some mutuality. And maybe you'll find that there can never be, and that's important. So if you recognize today that you were hoping for emotional intimacy. You keep hoping that that person you fell in love with is going to return and they're going to love you and they're going to care about you and they're going to want to fill your cup. Please stop. That's just not the case. They don't have it to give and if they did, they wouldn't give it to you because they would not want to be that open. They would live in fear that that would give you power over them. I know it's sad. I know it's difficult. But if you've been hoping that that emotional intimacy is just around the corner and you've been making yourself into a pretzel or a doormat hoping, please know it's not going to happen. It's sad, but please know it's not going to happen. And if you want to talk to me directly and you're a new client, remember, just go to beaclient.com. 
then you can talk to me and my introductory offer for $97. But you can find so much on For Relationship Help and also on my YouTube channel by the same name, For Relationship Help. So as you digest this information, as you think about it, spend some time saying, what is real in my relationship and what am I hoping for? And am I hoping for things that are never going to come my way because they're unavailable? And that's so important because you need to be in an emotionally safe environment. And emotional safety has to precede emotional intimacy and you don't have emotional safety. So I hope this has been helpful to you. And as I say every episode, treat yourself extremely well. Take good care of yourself because you're precious and you matter. Talk soon. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some new insights, some ideas and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that, and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with a dollar or five each month, please do so at patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. Learn more about how to work with me via video conference, join my optimized circles, or subscribe to this podcast on my YouTube channel at my website, transformingrelationship.com. Talk soon.